Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Hey, just wanted to give you a quick heads up that I have my fast track plan to your first or next 10K in your coaching business free class up and running for you at hayleyrow.cartra.com slash page slash fast plan. So if you want to get that directly, you can just DM me on Instagram and say, hey, I want the fast track plan. Or you can go to that link, hayleyroad.cartra.com slash page slash fast plan. I can't wait to share with you the steps to make your business growth less overwhelming and get you focused on the things that generate clients. Thanks so much. Hello, today I am here with Jennifer Arthurton, and we're going to be talking all about you, your business, and creating a future you want without all the guilt, without feeling stuck, and all the things that come up along the way with our belief patterns and our mindset when we are doing new things, doing exciting things, and creating our own path. So, Jennifer, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I want you to first give the audience a little bit of background about you, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So I am the founder and creator of Old Chicks No Shit. Um, It's a community. It's a podcast. um, It's a mastermind program. And it's basically about um, supporting midlife women in creating their kick-ass next chapter. So it was born out of my own story of having to reinvent my entire life at the age of 50 after a 30 year corporate career and really not understanding or not knowing who I was or what I wanted for my life. And um, that's how Old Chicks No Shit was born. And really Old Chicks No Shit is about reminding women that it's not about like our hair, our face, our bodies or anything like that. It's about what's inside of us and all of the knowledge and wisdom and experience. And um, so that's the That's the why behind the old chicks no shit name. (laughs) Yeah, I love the name. I love the messaging. And one of the things that I think is so true is like starting a business or the actual steps to make an offer or create, decide on your pricing or whatever. It's not actually that hard. What makes it so hard is the overthinking we have in our heads or thinking I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough or I don't know enough. And all that stuff weighs us down. So what would you tell somebody who, because I work with a lot of women who are wanting to kick off their coaching career or grow their coaching career that's been inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, oh, I'm too old to understand social media or technology, or I'm too old to do reels because like that's for young people or whatever it is. So um, what would you tell somebody who is feeling like, I want to do these things. Like I kind of want to just do something crazy and post a reel or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I am scared and, or I'm too old or I'm not enough. Right. 
Um, the first thing I always say to that is um, to check your stories, because we all have stories in our heads about what we think we're capable of, what what's possible for us, um, you know, about, you know, how we look, how we think, all of those those stories. And the first thing is, like, most of the time, those stories are not our own. Like, we've picked them up along the way. Somebody said something to us. It could be from childhood, could be from an experience or whatever. And we carry those with us and we give them an immense amount of weight. When the reality is, is if we actually stop and challenge the story that we have in our head. So if it's like, I don't do technology, that was a big one for me, right? Like I came from working in a corporate career where when something was broken, I just picked up the phone and called somebody. And then, you know, in my own business, it was like, well, how do I do this? Um, and realized that I actually knew way more than I thought I knew, but I had this story about I don't do technology. So when we actually come across these stories and we become aware of these stories in our heads, it's to challenge it, right? To say, is this really true? How do I know that it's true? Where's the evidence for that, right? Because if you actually really think about it, most of the time we have these stories and we're like, I don't even know where that came from. So it's just giving us a little bit more permission just to kind of step into that and at least try it. Maybe you really do suck at technology and there's lots of ways that you can get around that, but like, let's check the story before we let it stop us. Totally agree. And I think another thing we do is we have an instance happen where, oh no, I only got this many likes or somebody said no to my coaching program or something. And then we catastrophize it and make it mean mm. so much more yeah. about us. Yeah. And that's where we pick up new beliefs too, yeah. by taking a circumstance and turning it into something that is, oh my gosh, it's something about me. So yeah. when somebody comes to you and they care a lot about what other people think, um, how does somebody start to, you know, I know part of it would be looking at the stories and where did you pick that up? And why do you think you need to be a certain way for people to like you? Or why do you feel the need to be liked all the time? Or, you know, asking those interesting questions. But um, is there anything else you would recommend for people who, really struggle with thinking about what other people think of them. Yeah. So, you know, especially with the women that I work with, so, you know, women over in their 40s, 50s and 60s, in a lot of cases, we have a lot invested in our lives already, right? And so it's like, I have, you know, this level of career or this is my family or whatever it is. And we've invested a lot to get to where we are and it matters to us. And so that fear of being judged by somebody feels really, feels really real, real. But I think the thing that we all have to remember is that everybody has their own path and everybody has their own journey and we have to honor ours. And so even, you know, if it feels like, you know, this is really ridiculous and people are going to judge me for it, we still have to be true to ourselves in that, in that process. And the other part of it is that, you know, people actually are thinking about us a lot less <laughs> than we actually think they are. Right. That was one of my big fears. I mean, after having a 30 year corporate career um, and then stepping into my own business, I honestly thought that like my entire um, all of my connections were people that I had from my corporate career. And I remember thinking they're going to think I've lost my mind. Like, why am I giving up this 30 year career to do this thing? Like, why am I starting over? And it did take me a while to get there. And then I remembered I was like, OK, I can choose me or I can choose them. And I was like, the whole purpose of me starting down this road was because I'm choosing me. And what actually happened, like this, again, this is the check the stories part. What actually happened is I had so many people from my corporate life reach out to me and go, oh my God, I think that's amazing. I would love to do what you're doing. So it, it turned out to not be as real as I thought it was. 
Love that. Yes, I completely agree. And I think that one of the other things that you have to think about that you thought about was your why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm doing this for me. I'm not even trying, like, why am I getting caught up in all these people and all this? Like, obviously you want to serve and you want to Mm -hmm. provide value as a business owner, but at the same time, you came back to your why. So what if somebody's not super clear right now, if they are a midlife woman and they're like, okay, I think I want to have this coach. I love people. I love helping people. I think I want to have a coaching business. I just don't know what it's going to look like, but I don't really know my purpose and I don't really know my message. And I'm, I'm kind of starting from scratch. How does somebody start to get clear on what is their legacy? What, what is, what do they want to do? Yeah. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I have this conversation in a day because often it's, you know, again, like I said, we've invested a lot to get to where our lives are. And then you have this niggling where you're like, this isn't what I want to do anymore. And I want to do something else, but I have no idea what that is. Right. And so I have a five-step process that I walk people through um, that is about exactly helping you kind of get out, get over that unstuckness. And the other thing I'll say about that is the answers that we are looking for are actually inside of ourselves, right? Like we already know the answer. We just haven't stopped long enough to listen to it. So the first thing I always tell people is to stop what you're doing. So to take, carve out some amount of time, like a small amount of time, maybe it's five or 10 minutes a day, whatever's available to you, and actually just sit and connect with yourself for a minute, right? So whether that is, you know, sitting in silence while you have your coffee in the morning for 10 minutes, if it's writing in a journal, if it's meditation, like whatever it is that feels available to you is to stop and connect with yourselves. Because honest, most often what keeps us stuck is the fact that um, we we don't know ourselves, we become disconnected from ourselves, we live incredibly busy lives. And as women, we are often doing so many things for other people. And we are the last people on our list. Right. And so it's about building that connection with you so you can start to hear the answer that you need that's inside you. And so building that that connection is incredibly important, Um, you know, and and therein lies the answers. Like I have so many clients who have said, wow, I didn't even realize that was in me. Right. I had the answer the whole time and I didn't know it was there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the second step I always say is to check your stories because, you know, we just talked about that. Often you have an idea or a dream or something pops up and then you tell yourself a million reasons why you can't do it. <laughs> like, um, you know, you just it's just that's your brain trying to keep you safe. Right. So um, you're telling yourself all these stories. And the first thing, again, is check your stories. Are they true? Am I not smart enough? Am I not capable of this? Um, we talked about that. And then the next thing is allow yourself to dream. Um, As children, we often daydreamed about what we wanted to be when we grew up. And then somewhere along the way, our parents or a teacher said, stop dreaming, get back to reality. And then we get so busy, we don't ever have time to connect with that thing that I wanted. And often what happens is uh, women will come back around to something that they thought about in their teens or their 20s that they would love to do. And now it's the, the time to do it, right? So spend some time dreaming, allow you to visualize what your perfect day might be like, what your perfect career might be like, just play with it, like allow it to, to kind of generate in your head, because visualization is an incredibly powerful tool for helping us understand what it is that we want from our lives. Um, The fourth step I always tell people is tiny steps lead to big things. So we have a very all or nothing attitude is I'm here or I'm there and there's nothing in between. 
And if there's a dream or a goal or a desire, I tell people to take the tiniest possible step that you can think of in the direction of that goal. So if it's starting a business, maybe buy a book on business or go research something or whatever, but just take one tiny step um, because the combination of tiny steps actually leads up to major progress um, over time. And it feels a lot less scary. Like not, not everything that we do has to be in leaps and bounds right? Like we can take tiny steps along the way. And we're kind of fooling, you know, that part of our brain that wants to keep us safe and to keep us in our comfort zone. We're actually fooling it a little bit by making the step really, really tiny. So it doesn't even notice, right? And before you know it, you've actually accomplished a lot. And then the fifth thing I always say to people is to don't, don't do it alone. Um, I am a huge believer in the power of community because it's so easy to get sidelined by the voices in our heads when we're sitting alone. But when we are part of a group, so whether it's a group of friends, a Facebook group, a mastermind group, like whatever that looks like, we other people we can't see ourselves objectively, but other people can see us and they can reflect back to us what I, what we see that can help kind of, you know, uh, work through the negative voices that are in our head because everything seems much bigger and much more scary when it's all inside us without it being voiced. So having that community and that support around you, I think is incredibly important. Totally. I love that five-step process. That's awesome. So I took some notes to enhance and add because I think that it's uh, you might have some things you want to add to this one of the things you said before is thinking about what do you what is what are your dreams and rather than immediately shutting them down mm -hmm. asking you know what if i did that and i think yeah. what's really important is giving our you're right our brains are immediately going to go to all the reasons why we can't do it but learning the practice and the habit of giving equal time to the possibilities yes and why why can i do this i actually started writing in my journal why am I going to hit and then insert my goal and right. all the reasons why I'm on track and all the reasons why I'm thinking on purpose about that goal and all, you know, all of it. Um, so we don't give ourselves that opportunity to look at equal, equal evidence and stories and beliefs about yeah. why we can do it. So and true. one of the other things you said was, um, I can't remember what I wrote down here, but something about, Oh, purpose. So, so like playing around with what mm -hmm. does your ideal day like look mm -hmm. like? And, and I think the word play is so important because we take yeah. it so seriously. We think this has to be this, like we have to write down our mission statement for the rest of our lives and be married to it 100%. And what we decide now is like going to be the thing. And I think instead, the much more easy way to find out what you want is to start playing a little yeah. bit and to start, um, you know, your purpose, when I hear people say like, I don't know what my purpose is, I'm waiting for it to appear in front of me. Like yeah. it might not, you might just like decide something, go see if that's your thing. And if it's not your jam, you keep finding out more and more about yourself until you yeah. figure out what it is. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think that's a very important point that you bring up because I think there is so much meaning put on the word purpose that that in itself, like I'm searching for my purpose sounds really huge. So my perspective on purpose really is actually your purpose is what brings you joy, what lights you up, right? And you literally follow, you know, follow the energy, follow the path of bliss or follow the path of joy. Um, you know, like when I started out, 
again, you know, having a corporate career, um, you know, one of the things I felt really called to was writing. And I had no idea. I had never really written anything other than a corporate strategy deck. But I started doing it. And I was like, wow, I actually really like this. And then that evolved into a blog, which then evolved into the podcast, which then and I was literally just following the things that felt really, really good to me. And when you take it like that capital P purpose thing, I think overwhelms and keeps us stuck. Right. So tuning into yourself to say, what do I need today? What would make me really happy? What do I feel like doing? And just trust that. And like you said, start there and see where it goes. Because I mean, otherwise, I mean, and that's the whole thing. It's like your purpose is supposed to bring you joy. It's supposed to light you up. It's supposed to be, you know, what's authentically you, which comes from inside you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also a fear of somebody trying it, like trying something or deciding something there that there's that's their purpose and then finding out it's not or getting it wrong or not hitting the goal and and feeling this fear of like, well, but I don't want to put all this work and effort and energy into this purpose that might not be the thing or or whatever. Yeah. And to me, I think that is the whole point. Like going through that process to find that out about yourself and evolve and grow and try the next thing is life. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to tell you, you can skip bumps and obstacles and just know everything up front. Like nobody does yeah. that. So anything you would advise to somebody like kind of afraid of just getting their hands dirty and messing up and all the things. Yeah. I think what you said was really important about, um, you know, trying and, you know, just trying and seeing like what you like, seeing what resonates for you and trying and failing and learning about yourself in the process. Because, um, you know, I always say midlife is the gateway to authenticity. It's the part time of your life where anything that is no longer serving you will feel ridiculously uncomfortable. But to find out what serves you, you have to kind of get your hands dirty. You have to dig in there. And, um, yeah, there's so much fear of failure, right? And which is why I always say, that's why I talk about the tiny steps too. Because, you know, if you take a tiny step and you're following your joy and your bliss and you're like, oh, this is super interesting and it's lighting you up and then you're taking another tiny step, the fear of failure is not as big, right? It's not like I'm going to go from here where I am in my corporate world to uh, starting an entire new business and it's all going to be overnight and it's going to crash and burn in front of, no, that's not the way. Like, all a big change happens one tiny step at a time. And that's a way that you can kind of uh, conquer that fear of failure. 100%. Well said. And I, I really like when you said small changes, I completely agree. One um, small change that is really exciting me right now because it's making me more present instead of what you said, where you're like focused on like the huge picture and I got to go all the way over here is every day lately I've been doing a reflection of what went well today, what maybe didn't go so well that, and what do I want to improve for the next day? And it gets me thinking about like my relationship, my health, my business of just today. So that the, just the next thing appointment, the next meal, the next workout, like it is just a little bit better. And it, instead of, instead of our brain, when we direct our brains on what to focus on and what to look at, and get more narrow instead of wide of like, oh, but yeah. what about next year and 10 years from now? It's such a more effective, productive place to be in, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and you said some, you said taking one small step, like checking out a book or um, going to a networking event or whatever, 
Um, that was really well said too. So, and then the last thing I want to circle back on is you said community. So completely agree about the community thing. Um, we have a community in the health, your, your video is going to be in the health coach nation, Facebook community. Um, and that's a community of coaches who are, you know, interested in growing their business and like-minded, but I also have um, a program with coaches, zero to hero coach inner circle, where these ladies are all and some gentlemen, but mostly ladies um, are all in the same place and they can come to each other and have that community. So tell me some examples of things that happen in, or maybe like, I don't know, uh, um, aha, aha moment in your community or a um, something fun about your community that led to a big breakthrough or something. Mm. Like that. Oh gosh, there's so many stories. Um, like, so first of all, I myself will always belong to a mastermind or a group um, because I have big goals and I, some days I come in and my belief in my own goals is just not <laughs> where it should be. And I like the people in my mastermind group just remind me, right. Of how important my goal is, what I'm doing. And they're holding my belief for me while I'm struggling and then, you know, giving it back to me a little piece at a time. So first of all, my own experience, I like for years, I've been in masterminds and I will continue to do that. Um, in my own mastermind group, one of the things, and this actually just happened um, a little while ago, um, you know, the women share their dreams. And for the first time, like for many of them, this is the first time they've ever given voice to it. So it's really powerful. Um, and there was this one woman in my group who was really struggling, you know, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And, you know, we just, I encouraged her and I just said, like, the first thing that comes to your mind, like, stop questioning, because I know you know what it is, right? Like, just stop questioning it for a minute. And she threw her dream out on the table. And at the end of it, she said, it's kind of silly, is it? Isn't it? Meanwhile, I looked around at the other participants. They were all crying. I was crying. Like her dream was so beautiful. And I just said to her, I'm like, okay, look at the impact that you've had on these people. Like, look at the, how they're reacting to the work that you want to do in the world. Like it's moving them. It's not silly at all. And when she saw that, it was literally, I watched the switch go off in her brain that, oh my goodness, this actually is something. It's not a stupid little pipe dream, you know, that she's been holding inside for a long time, yeah. right? So, and that kind of stuff happens regularly in the group. And just, again, watching women share their ideas and women reflect, you know, their strengths back to each other, um, you know, share their challenges, um, and get support for them. Like it's, it's such a beautiful thing to witness. It really is. I love that story. Yeah. We can think something in our heads so much that we are afraid to share it. Once we actually share it, everything we thought that was so true about it, we, we realize, Oh wait, maybe, <laughs> maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's not silly. Maybe this is real. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And one thing I want to highlight too, because I, I'm, I agree. Like I'm also in a coaching group and I, get coached and look at my brain all the time, because I think that's the best way to be an example for our clients and come with a clean brain ourselves to coach mm -hmm. them. Right? Yeah. So I think there's this thing though, in the entrepreneur coaching world that we should all, we should as coaches ourselves, we should have it figured out and we, you know, can't be a human and can't have limiting beliefs. And so we add this additional layer of judgment to ourselves yeah. uh, for being a human being you know, for having a bad day. Okay. So how, um, how do we be nicer to ourselves and, and judge ourselves less being in a space where there is, you know, we do feel pressure to 
be an example and, and be there for our clients and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, um, and this kind of goes back to one of the practices I think that you said that you just started where you were talking about like what works really well that day, what didn't go so well. And we love to make ourselves wrong for things, right? Like we love to beat ourselves up for things. And, you know, in the energy of beating ourselves up, you know, and judging ourselves, we actually make ourselves even lower, right? It takes a great amount of awareness and skill to be able to say, hmm, I didn't really handle that that well, or, but that's okay, because I'm going to do better tomorrow, or I'm learning, or, you know, and the path of growth never ends. Like, I hope I ever never get to the place where I'm like, okay, I know it all now, <laughs> and I'm going to teach you, because we couldn't possibly, right? So if we give ourselves the compassion to say, I'm learning, right? Or even, you know, saying to our, my client, your client, like, I don't really know the answer to that yet, but I'm sure going to go find that out, right? There is nothing wrong with that. And in fact, they appreciate it, right? Like if you have somebody who is the know-it-all, right? Sometimes that can be a little bit intimidating, right? But to know that you're with a person who can guide you, who has been through the process, who has, you know, the knowledge and the expertise, but can guide you, but it's not a know-it-all, I think is actually really powerful. Like I wouldn't want the know-it-all for a coach. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and because there's like, I need the person on the other side of it to be human, just like me. Yeah. Right. right. And I think the feeling of compassion, leading from a feeling of compassion is so important and and yeah. compassion for yourself and for your clients and for what's going on in your life right now. A lot of times I think people are afraid to do that because they think it will kill their drive or hustle or I think it's actually the opposite because you're in a much better space to be able to move forward and not do the all or nothing approach and like all the things. So that was really a word I picked up that you said that I was like, yeah. Ooh, that resonates. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my own experience, like I said, I had a 30 year corporate career. I pretty much attained everything that I wanted to attain in that corporate life. And in the process, I beat myself up, you know, judge myself so harshly that I ended up being burnt out. Like I was pushing myself constantly because it was never good enough. I'm never good enough. And that was the point that I realized I was like, okay, I need to show up. If I want my life to be different, I have to show up differently in it. And I had to lean into that part of myself to find the compassion, to find the self-love, to view myself like I would my best friends. Like I would never say half the things that I said to myself to them, like ever. Right. And a big part of that was connecting back into myself because I honestly thought I was my goals, dreams and desires. And if I didn't achieve them, then I wasn't worthy. Right. But yet I wasn't like it yeah. was this whole big cycle. Right. And it was only when I separated myself from them to say, oh, look, I am whole and worthy and enough exactly as I am. Now, how can I serve? Did things shift for me? I love that. Really well said. Yeah, we do equate our goals or accomplishments or what we have to, oh, well, this means I'm worthy. Or when I get there, yeah. I'll be happy. Yeah. And then you're missing the whole process and yeah. point of being a human. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And and one thing too, so one when going back to the small actions. Okay. So sometimes I see people thinking they're taking action, but it's not really, they're not being honest with themselves that it's really action. So for example, there's a difference between active action and passive action. So in other words, 
reading a book can be good if mm -hmm. you implement it or if you take something from it and use it or whatever, but it's a passive consumption thing. Or mm -hmm. following social media, might, you might feel like you're looking for good ideas to what to post about, but some, you know, again, maybe a passive yeah. action. <laughs> so yeah. how, how do you, um, I guess, what, what tips would you have to somebody who's like, well, I don't know what action to take. And I might start, I might be in a lot of consumption right now instead of production or true yeah. action that's going to move me forward. Yeah. Um, 90% of the time when we're in that place, um, and I know this to be true for myself as well, 90% of the time when you get in that place where you're like making busy work, right? You know, really actually taking steps, you're just making busy work. There's usually something that I'm procrastinating on. And when I find myself procrastinating, I need to, like, if I become aware of it, then I ask myself the question, what am I trying to avoid? What am I afraid of right now? Right? And kind of unpack it a little bit. And like, sometimes, for example, you know, you might find yourself scrolling on social media for longer than you want, and then you catch yourself and then you you say, okay, why am I doing this right now? And then you start a process of self-inquiry, right? Like, you know, like, what am I trying to avoid? What am I afraid of? Right? Like what, what action can I take that's better than this one? Right? Again, it's not going from zero to a hundred. It's about what would be a more productive action than I'm taking right now. And, you know, if we can have that conversation with ourselves, instead of being kind of completely numb and scrolling social media all day, right? Um, we can usually get ourselves out of um, the pit. And again, 90% of the time, we know what the next action is. There's just a reason why we're avoiding it. Right? right. Like, You know, again, it's admitting it to yourself. And we might say that we don't know it. But really, we do. Honestly, like, it's very rarely do we say I have no idea. And sometimes I'm like, I ask the universe for help. Like, hey, universe, I don't know what action to take next. Help me. Right. And then something will show up for me. Beautiful. Yes. Right? Really well said. And I think there was something you said. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to forget it. It was about. Um, oh, no, it was something we talked about earlier. So that process of ask inquiry and hey, what's one small thing I can do? That's maybe a better action. You can only go to that place if you're allowing yourself to be compassionate with yourself right. instead of coming it coming from a place like girl what are you doing like get off the social media what's wrong with you why are you so yeah distracted I'm a failure yeah. yeah yeah right so um that is just something to tie it all together with your five-step process and and all that so I, I love it um okay so Jennifer where can people connect with you and learn more about you and uh hear your podcast yeah. So um, my podcast is called Old, Old Chicks No Shit. So that's K-N-O-W shit. It's on all of the podcast platforms. Um, I'm on the socials at Old Chicks No Shit. And my website is uh, oldchicksnoshit.com. So in all of those places that you can find links to all of my other things, so the mastermind, the podcast, all of that stuff, um, the community. Uh, so I also have a, a free Facebook group community. Um, you can find all of that on all of my social handles. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. I love jamming with you on the show and um, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call 
to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.